would be today if I didn't be like this. Is that, is that Pretty your signature? Sad. Dance move? It is. Every it mom is. Welcome. <laughs> no, that's not my signature dance move. Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast, where we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind. We're grinding on a Monday. We're doing it with red lips. No jumpers. I am your host, Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl, joined by Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead. Hello. Hello. It is Monday. And here comes my coffee. Coffee coming? Mine got here before we hit record. Just gracias, senor. <laughs> We're good. He's we, just checking uh, out our survived. Recording. Okay. Doing good. We're good. Cheers. We're good. Happy okay. Monday morning. Cheers. Clink, clink. I've got red lips all over my uh-huh. Cafe, Cafe du Monde mug. Mm-hmm. Uh, we survived the weekend. It's a wonderful, blessed weekend. Yes. But as moms, it takes a lot. So mm-hmm. now we can go forth <laughs> into all the world mm-hmm. and carry on. So yep. I sort of crumbled last night. I don't know about you. Oh, yeah. No, I crumbled all day yesterday. Sundays are highly emotional for me anyway. I think they really do feel like such a gift. Like I'm giving you this day, uh-huh. come worship, mm-hmm. chill out. And I don't know. It just makes me weepy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I My kids are like, mom, can you ever just like go to church and not cry? Like, nope, I no, can't. Not interested in that. Thank it, you. <laughs> it doesn't work that Especially way. Especially when it's Easter. Uh, come on. Oh, yeah. Big deal. Yeah, big deal. Really big deal. But I sort of, uh, so we, we had our meal, you know, and then I said, like, I'm, I'm out. I'm going to go take a bath. I'm going to go chill. So they cleaned up, you know, in their own yes. way. And then I came back through and like took out all my emotions and fatigue on the kitchen for two hours. Mm-hmm. Dusted the tops of cookbooks, mm-hmm. Windexed, and spit shined all manner of everything and so what a great way to wake up to a monday morning because it doesn't just happen sometimes you have to deal your kitchen deal deal detail detail your kitchen <laughs> deal with detailing your kitchen yeah, or or lack thereof. on a sunday evening i did not detail oh. my kitchen and you are paying the consequences paying a said way. price mm-hmm. okay so what are you wearing Let's do our runway well, moves. What do you first for the off? We need to talk about the fact patrons. If you guys, so if you're not a patron, visit patreon.com forward slash forward slash rather homemaker chic podcast and become a patron for $10 a month. Show your love to the podcast and you get the video form of the podcast. So you get to watch us have these conversations. I got to say, I have listened to podcasts for years that recently started. Mm-hmm video form of the podcast and it adds a uh-huh. completely different element to enjoying the podcast. You're like, I'm sorry, that's what you look like or that's what your guest looks like. You get so used yeah. to hearing their voice. You mm-hmm. don't realize, oh, that's the face that goes along with it. It's really interesting. So do that, guys. Go to patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast and support the podcast. Show your love and you get the video form and you get to see my new office. So cute. Look at it. it I'm recording so for the first time. You can't see my laundry room. You can't see my piles of crap that I move out of the way, <laughs> part of the way before we record. So who Joel had a laundry pile right back there, like right before we yeah. started. I'm like, yeah, nobody needs nobody to see needs your pajamas. This makes me feel like right a behind that door. Yeah. Having an office really, really helps. You know what I do with my podcasts? I listen to them and then... A lot of times you want to listen again because you want to just take in the content or process it a different way. And so then when I'm cooking or something, I put it on my laptop, the video version with my earbuds. Mm -hmm. And that way I can look up and down. And But it is fun to see facial expressions and Mm -hmm. all sorts of goodness. And uh, we have my... um, Teenage daughter, Amelie, is helping us with that. And so she's getting those up. So thanks to Amelie. She's doing a great job managing the Instagram page now and getting the video up. So uh, 
FYI, the videos don't always drop the day we do the show because they have to be edited mm-hmm. and there's some time involved there. But you can that sort of stretches out Homemaker Chic for the whole week. You can listen. It's true. Then on Tuesday, give or take, you can watch. Then on Thursday, you can listen again. We've got content for you all week That's long. That's true. Sorry if I can welcome. Hear noise. Um, I'm adjusting my mic. So, patrons, you can see my new blouse. Since Shay's not going to say anything, I'm going to have to bring it up on my I'm own. Sorry. Yes. What are you wearing? This. You look so. I am wearing today. what I what I have coined um, geek chic, aujourd'hui, and I got this little blouse. You know how I feel about my little blouses. I got this at the thrift shop consignment shop this weekend, and those are crabs. They're little crabs and I love it. And it has like a turquoise stitching when you roll back Uh the cuff. You can't really see it anywhere else. And so I pulled out this old, like I've had this necklace for like 20 years. And I'm just in love. I'm just feeling it. It's soft. Like, I don't know what my kids are like. You know, there's crabs all over that, right? (laughs) Yes. It is so cute. I can't take it. (laughs) You have been like singing crab. Crab rave all day. My kids love that crab rave video. So, mm. well, you look great. Have your for kids a ever Monday. seen that? No. Ugh. Crab rave is really fun. You should play that on YouTube. Okay. Like when you, you know how you do your little family dance parties. Yeah. You should definitely just put on crab rave and crank it. It's all okay. these crabs on a beach, and it's like twelve minutes of dance music. Okay. And they they snap their little pinchers, and it's got like forty two million views, and it's really yeah, it's really fun. Okay. I'll check like it out. Like whoever made it was a genius. Hmm. Hmm. I'm sorry, I'm not quite awake yet. <laughs> we are actually recording this one the day of. It's actually Monday morning here. I actually do feel like I got hit by a train this weekend. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. I went for a big walk this morning, and I came home like, can I go back to bed now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can I be done? done Do I have to do this week? (laughs) Yes. So usually we record uh, before the weekend and we both decided with Good Friday and all that we had on our plate, we would give ourselves a break knowing that we would pay the price Monday morning. So this is a this is a day of episode. Mm -hmm. So it might be frighteningly authentic. I know. Seriously. (laughs) This is currently how she's feeling right in this moment. Also, um, do you remember how I called you last night and I was so excited because our hot water tank went out and then Stu realized it was actually a blown fuse. So he was able to fix it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't that. <laughs> so it's actually. Oh, so you never tank. even got your hot bath? No, I was like, yay, Easter Sunday, hot bath, my Sunday night ritual. You guys know how mm-hmm. I feel about soaking. I soak for hours after the kids go to bed. And I filled it about an inch and a half full of lukewarm water. and then And then I cried. You didn't like have a Jamie and Claire moment, like you didn't like pull the tub out into the kitchen and shake or Stuart didn't like lovingly pour hot water no. into the tub into the after the children had gone to bed. No, like- we did not do that. <laughs> we did gross our friends out because we were lamenting about this problem. And Stuart's like, I'll just boil some water on the stove for you. And I was like, could you give me a sponge bath, please? And they're like, ah, oh, stop, <laughs> please. <laughs> No sponge In the church lobby, right? (laughs) You are not celebrities. You are not groomed enough to have a sponge bath. (laughs) Uh, Those always look very torturous to me because I would just get cold. Like, okay, now can I have my boiling water? Can I submerge myself in the boiling water now that I'm freezing? I don't want to give myself a sponge bath, frankly. (laughs) Sometimes it's just better to not just... No one needs okay. to see those bits. All right. Shall we read some ads? Hang with us <laughs> Go for, for two minutes here, people, because these advertisers are who keep Homemaker Chic on the air. So do show them some love. Today's episode of Homemaker Chic Podcast is brought to you by Jovial Foods. You guys know Jovial. They've been with us forever, and we are still their advocates because we love their products. So Jovial Foods is a company that we stock our natural food pantries with baking flowers and canned beans, pre-made pastas, olive oils, cookies, crackers, all kinds of beautiful things. If you don't know the story of Jovial, it was started by Carla and Rodolfo, a husband and wife team whose daughter had a gluten sensitivity. And so Carla was in the business already of food manufacturing. And she thought, what is there that we could offer these people? She came up with einkorn, which is the only non-hybridized wheat variety. So this is an ancient heirloom wheat that has a very weak gluten 
a very high protein. And what that means is that a lot of people who struggle with gluten intolerance can tolerate einkorn flour. So I want you to visit jovialfoods.com, use the coupon code HOMEMAKER while you're there, and stock up. Stock your natural food pantry. This is what we stock our pantry with. I think of this sort of as, I don't want to call it a cheat food because the quality is so excellent, but it's an easier mm. food when I don't want to make pasta from scratch. Or when I do, I use the einkorn all-purpose flour. So go shopping, have some fun, jovialfoods.com. Coupon code HOMEMAKER. Wonderful. Okay, I might get be a little emotional. My emotionalness mm-hmm. might carry over into Ruh-roh. this ad from yesterday. Uh, today's show is also brought to you by the Old World Design Society, which is run by yours truly. And I'm a little excited because our spring session is beginning on April 16th. And we are in the middle of pre-sale for the magazine portion of the society. So our society is a private group where we get together and we share our design dilemmas. We learn from the old masters. We're studying great interior interior designers this session, like Madeline Castan, Robert Keim. And we have, so we have the group and we have the print version. Now I'm jazzed because the print version is selling like crazy. So I know a lot of you wanted one last time and you didn't get it. So visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. Here's what people are saying about the society. One member has said that she's found her people. Another says the Old World Design Society is more than just a magazine. It spurs imagination and the group is a brilliant source for collaborations. One husband said that his wife being a member of the Old World Design Society has truly added value to their home. So I wanted to do something special for the Homemaker Chic audience. And right now, so right now, if you're not a society member, when you become one at oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com, you are going to get a digital version of the winter session along with your uh, spring edition. So whether you do the print or the digital for the spring magazine, we're going to make sure that you get a winter digital version as well. So visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. This session where we meet in the group officially starts on April 16th. Magazines start shipping in the middle of the month and we will see you Mm. there. That's a fun. Mm. I can't wait to get Yes, very exciting. Um, I'm a little, I, okay, so I had a little fangirl moment the other day, which I am not typically inclined to do, but on Instagram, I gave a shout out about the magazine and I just sort of tagged some of the people that were going to be studying and Robert Keim was one of them and he DM'd me. <laughs> <laughs> I literally typed, I think I just died. Oh This is a British designer with such fabulous, eclectic taste. And for him to say best wishes Mm -hmm. and do let us know how you get on. (laughs) Yeah, I almost I almost fainted. So there are a few people I totally swoon over. I felt like that when Ross Byam Shaw liked one of my pictures Uh, on Instagram. And I was just like, are you kidding me? If you guys don't know Ross Byam Shaw, she is the one who's made Perfect English Cottage. Perfect French farmhouse, perfect English townhouse, perfect English eclectic. Like, I think I've got some up here. Perfect English style. Have you seen this I've one? got the whole stack. This is the, this no, is I just the got brand the- new one. Patrons, can you see this? Perfect English style. Yeah. It's, you have to get it. She's like, so excellent. I, she's so excellent. I told, I, we're trying to get her on the show and she's really busy. Mm-hmm. And so the other... The other day I was reading my book. I'm like, oh, I wish Ross would, I wish she would like, she's caring for her mom and she's a new grandmother. And they're like, who are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm talking about this lady. She's so amazing. We want her on the show mm-hmm. so bad. She's her the perfect are. type of celebrity too. Cause it's like, you probably wouldn't know her if you walked down the street, but she has a very impressive resume <laughs> and yeah. she, she nailed it. Uh, the other one that I kind of swooned over one time is um, Tasha Tudor and family. They follow me oh, on Instagram. Yeah. And mm-hmm. every time they like something, I'm like, oh, I know it's not Tasha, Thanks. but I still I feel special just seeing her name. She makes me so She's happy. reaching out to you, Shay. Um, If you guys don't know Tasha Tudor, this has absolutely nothing to do with this episode at all. Just, I watched this, this YouTube document. No, sorry, not YouTube. I watched a video called The Gardener. It was sort of a documentary on this gentleman, Frank Cabot. 
Canadian gentleman built a garden in Quebec and it was beautiful, magnificent, incredible. But at the end of it, I was just like, I would take Tasha Tudors any day of the week. Like, cause it was hers, you know, and his got mm-hmm. to the scale where they were doing public tours and, you know, and, and there, I know they do tours of Tasha's as well, but there's something about Tasha's just knowing like she put her hand to every thing. It was just mm-hmm. padded around. You can just, just see her, padded like, around. It was just her little special wicker basket. Yeah. yeah. And I think there mm-hmm. was a stage of life where I went through thinking, man, I, I want it to be grander and I want it to be bigger and I want to reach more and I want to do this. And then sort of a recoiling from that and just being like, you know what? No, I kind of want a little crumb of the earth that's that I get to tend to while I'm here. And mm-hmm. I'm perfectly content with that. And I think Tasha did that so well. That's all. Yeah. Okay. That's Let's all. Let's cue the wine music. Okay. So, yeah. All right. You just broke my segue. I was going to rock a segue. Go ahead. But just go ahead. No, it's over. I'm just on a little bit more of a blunt instrument than you are. <laughs> I'm over here just trying to finesse nope. this show. Wah, wah. I'm not. Okay. It takes all of us. This is the part of the, the podcast where we listen to another groovy song and we enjoy you to pour a glass of whatever scratches your itch. You I said we enjoy you. I, I did? We enjoy you to pour a glass of whatever scratches. We implore you. We implore you. We implore Encourage. you. I'm going to rewrite this ad. I'm tired of this scratch and itch. It's very unchic. Okay, this wine segment is sponsored by Dry Farm Wines, which is a fabulously chic online company that will ship you organic, naturally yeasted, old world, family grown, no garbage wines from all around the world. This is wine that is grown and bottled to help you tap into life, not to check out of it. Okay, we don't want to do that. We want to celebrate this beautiful life that we've been given. We drink Dry Farm, Shay and I do, because there are 76 ingredients on those grocery store bottles that don't have to be legally listed. We don't want purple teeth from purple dye. And we try to avoid GMO products like the genetically modified yeast that's in your conventional wine. As Shay says, this is the wine, this wine is the sourdough of the wine world. It is alive. So much so, so much so, Shay, so much so, Shay, that Joel is completely converted. Really? Yes. Now, so he's, before he'd be like, oh, is that, you know, can I have any of your wine? Like, it was always like, that's your wine and this is my beer or my scotch or whatever. And actually, I just converted him to scotch too, but that's another story. Um, And so he's been drinking it with me for the last few months and... In between orders, sure enough, we went and got a, a chateau that we really like. And he's like, I I just, what is this? It's, I said, swampy. He's like, yes, swampy. It's a perfect word. It's like syrupy and musty. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so he's totally, oh. totally converted, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you wondering, Dry Farm is not just a label that is slapped on a bottle of wine. These are small family farms. We're talking like 10, 12, 17 hectares Mm -hmm. from places like Austria and Australia, France and Germany. So for our uh, possible wine snobs that are listening, this is the real deal. And we do invite you to try it because you will be uh, profoundly Mm -hmm. impressed as we have been in our home. So if you want to give Dry Farm a try, visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic, and uh, they will give you an extra bottle for a penny. So if you try three, they're going to give you four. If you try six, they're going to give you seven. And 12, they're going to give you 13. How's that for some Monday morning math? <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's the kind of math I can get behind. <laughs> right? Hopefully. Seriously. All right. What are you sipping then? I mean, not you're obviously not sipping anything this moment, but no, what have you sipped not, recently? Not right now. I did bring it up. Okay. First of all, here's the little corkscrew mm. or the yeah that I freaked out over in New yeah. Orleans. The little, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is une passion oh, de nature. That is nature. The top selling the wine from Dry Farms in 2020. Yeah, they sent me like two or three bottles yeah. this month. Wow, that's it is so good. so good. We 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 had it with uh, 
with dinner yesterday. Yep. So this is a red from the Chinon Valley or Chinon region in France, and it's a Cabernet Franc, um, just 12.5% alcohol mm-hmm. and 0.2 grams per liter of sugar. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to a friend about mm-hmm. that recently about the sugar content of wine. And she had given up wine because she's like, there's just so much sugar. And she was really trying to watch her intake. And I was like, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. There's not necessarily a lot of sugar in wine. It really does depend on what wine you drink. You can completely guilt-free, even if you're doing keto or paleo or sugar-free, you can drink Mm -hmm. a glass of dry farm wines because the residual sugar is pretty much non-existent, like 0.5 of a gram in the bottle. Teeny, teeny bit. Teeny bit. Mm-hmm. So visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Get your penny mm-hmm. bottle and uh, use the hashtag what I'm sipping over on Instagram. Let us know what you think. And I think this is a here. Now I, here's a segue. Okay. This is a great, um, you know, someone asked us if we would do an updated uh, signature moves and secret weapons yes. episode. I would say dry farm is definitely oh, yeah. become both. For sure. Yeah. Did I ever so, tell yeah. you about the time that, well, do you remember when that lady came to interview me from the Atlantic and she hung <laughs> out at, of course you remember this. She hung out at the farm <laughs> for the whole day. Oh, sorry. Yes. That's a whole nother yes, story I, do. I don't want to talk about, but I didn't know this at the time. I was the dry farms customer. So I made lunch mm-hmm. and I brought out a bottle of wine and she was like, oh, like this is, this is a really nice bottle. And so I was explaining to her about dry farms and she goes on her merry way, sends me a thank you card in the mail and sends me the book, oh. Cork Dork, which just so happens yeah. to be like a five-year research project on wine that she wrote. And it's a great book. But um, I had I known that before I gave her this wine, I would have been probably a lot more self-conscious, just like, I don't, I, what is somebody in the wine industry, I, you know, trained to be a sommelier, what does she think of this wine? You know, and I just randomly picked one off. It was just one of my dry farm ones. Mm. And it held up. It held up. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it's a signature move. Pacha. Look how fancy I am. Pacha. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so it's like the Friends episode where they try to make the whip sound. <laughs> Okay, um, speaking of friends, can we... I'm just going to go off Wait, on a little... hold on. Stu? Okay. Stuart? Paging. Paging Stuart? It's called Redbridge Farm. Um, and can you also call Save Mart on the water tank? Okay. Just taking care of business. Don't worry about it. Sorry. <laughs> it's very important. Jeez. I'm sorry. Okay, friends, go off. It hardly matters Sorry, no, now. I'm, I'm strikingly curious what you're going to say. Hell bent on derailing me today. <laughs> I'm trying. It is Monday morning. I'm trying so hard. Okay. I just saw this story the other day that they're going to like film the new whatever. Did you watch Friends? Or did you, were you like four? Well, I was like four, but I watched it when I was older. And then I was like, this is terrible. I mean, it's funny. But it's, it's like terrible. Horror bag garbage. It's, that's what it is. I think that's what you're looking for. You can you can <laughs> quote me on that. <laughs> yeah. I got uncomfortable. I'm like, I'm an adult watching this. I'm highly uncomfortable with what's happening right now. <laughs> the I the sad thing is like I wasn't uncomfortable. Like I loved it. And then like, you know, a couple years went by and I you would see a rerun or something when we had a television. Like, this is horrible. Mm-hmm. This is really horrible. So anyways, I just saw the other day that they're going to film, uh, I don't know, the reunion or something like that. Like, what what are you guys, 65? Like, can we just be done here? Like, do we have to do this? But there's just this resurgence. Mm -hmm. Like, if you go to Target right now, have you seen like the seven-year-old underwear? We talked about this on the podcast. On the show we did? (laughs) Really? Oh, okay. Uh Sorry to me de- again. Trying to derail. Yeah, I know. Just trying I to hold it. this I'm episode like, sorry, together. Are you letting your seven-year-old yeah. watch Friends? I mean, I don't. No, I think it's for the moms. I, I think it's like, oh, oh, remember Friends? Oh, I'm going to get my seven-year-old friends on her butt. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I think it's for the moms. But well, 
as my children would say, inappropriate. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Take it away, Shay. Uh, I wish I would have listened to our old Secret Moves and Signature Weapons episode before we started recording Lest we repeat anything. And so I'm completely caught off guard. I don't remember what my last ones were. But Hmm. um, let's. Okay, I'm just going to jump in here. All right. Okay. But I was really going somewhere. (laughs) Oh, were you? No, go ahead. By all means. Oh, no, no, no. I wouldn't want to interrupt. <laughs> uh, what if I just take it in a totally That's wrong fine. direction? Um, I am going to do a YouTube video on this because I we did talk about this a little bit the other day when we were talking about our homes, but I am just really feeling like uh, this secret move I've got going on right now is well-researched, researched, cheaper alternatives. So I told you I got the baseboard for the house Mm. and we've been putting it up uh, since we recorded that show. It looks amazing. And so uh, I would say that is a secret weapon. Yeah. um, Because it's MDF. It's not real, as we discussed, how um, outrageous real lumber is right now. And I think I told you about this wallpaper that I got for Amelie's ceiling, too. I don't remember. Last week's a blur. And so I'm just feeling like I got this groove going on that if you do enough research, you can find mm-hmm. um, some cheaper alternatives that are really, really. It's true. Good. It's true. Yeah. I have a art print that I hang up in my living room and it's of a rooster. It's from Target. And it's great. Like if you would have picked it out of an antique store, I would have been like, absolutely. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can find things like that. Good alternatives. So, you know, yeah. an oil vintage oil paintings aren't in everybody's budget, like you said. So right. what's the best option that we have to to still move forward with something? I think the the trick, the 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 signature move aspect of that would be to um like just take it really slow. Yeah. Like not like oh oh like always purchasing, always buying, like and I find the study the real as much thing as I like to be that you when you yes. see it you're like okay that's pretty close <laughs> you have mm-hmm. to know what you're trying to emulate with the knockoff yes. right yeah yeah because if you're just like looking for a cheaper mm-hmm. home goods version or something as far as like home decor goes like you're gonna just miss the mark every right time. so your baseboard for example like probably mm-hmm. one of the reasons that it looks so great is it's super thick right five inches it's oh no it's seven seven and and a half half inches so it's like it's ginormous and i matched it to the salvaged baseboard that we have in the kitchen okay like as far as the bevel well you see i tried to find something yeah big fat Mm -hmm. trim it always looks good and it usually looks old because that's Mm -hmm. not what they put in new houses and so you're able to achieve that look by just studying the real thing Mm mm-hmm Yep. Hmm. Okay, what were you going to say? Because I'm the curiosity is making me crazy. What was I going to say? Or do you even remember? Well, actually, one of my <laughs> – this is very unlike me because I am an emotional projector. That's my new word, projector, not projector. Um, I get a flux of emotion about a situation and I want to just do it. I want it, I want it done. I want it, to t- I want it done. Mm-hmm. And I'm really – Kind of in the vein of what you just said, I am taking time and I'm studying and I sat in bed last night looking at Ross's books and really trying to pinpoint what it is I want to create in our bedroom. So if you're new to the podcast, I'm currently recording in my old bedroom. This was the master suite of our little orchard cottage, which is approximately used loosely by 10, 80 (laughs) square feet. Mm -hmm. And We've made it work. We've been in here for over five years now, but we sort of hashed out this idea on the podcast. Like, what if we turn our basement into our suite, our little, we call our little apartment because it's what it feels like. Has a fireplace Mm -hmm. that will have a bathroom. It has French doors out into our pond. It's really beautiful. But right now it's dump. It is a dump of a basement. 
and it's going to be fabulous. But the old me would have just gone and got paint, bought the wallpaper, you know, started buying stuff and collecting it. And there's certainly a place for that. But I am really sitting on this project. And I think it just has come from the wisdom of making enough wrong decisions. Like I've made some whompers. Mm-hmm. I have. I've made some really good ones. And that's part of learning. But kind of getting getting a full picture of what I'm trying to do before I just jump in. And that's been mm-hmm. true for some new garden projects I've had, some creative endeavors that I've been trying to take on, um, and certainly interior design. I just am like, we're, we're going to have a color palette. We're going to actually have a board with all the things up there so that it's as A, financially effective as it can be. Because like you said, mm-hmm. if you're just like, oh, I'll go to the antique store. I'll go to the junk shop, see what I find. There's a sense in which that works great for like a throw blanket or maybe a nice piece of art or a cool vase to put on your end table. But when you're looking for, when you're looking to knock it out of the park initially, when the husband's looking at you and like, hey, what are we doing? You know, or you're having a remodeler mm-hmm. come in like, hey, what are we doing? You got to have that locked mm-hmm. down. And so I think it's just a maturing, maybe. Maturity mm-hmm. is my new signature weapon. <laughs> <laughs> But it's true. I am such a forward motion, but there is a way that you can forward motion in a more responsible and wiser way. Mm-hmm. Um, out of curiosity, what are you entertaining for the floor? You tell me. Because because it's like, I'm sure it's like worn yellow and cream checkers. Yeah, it now. is. It's all worn It's off kind of charming, stuff. but it's yeah. concrete. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. the floor is concrete, but it's in it's in really great shape. I mean, they did everything in this house. It was just built at the right time. I mean, everything is what just What about How do you feel about concrete? Because when they if you got rid of the paint when they do that polished mm-hmm. concrete and it looks like sort of speckled like a almost do you know what a Petoskey stone is? I know my Michigan no. listeners do. Petoskey is the state stone for Michigan, but it's Got this round pattern all over it. It's really pretty. Almost, oh, actually, let me do it this way. Um, polished concrete can look like a uh, desilvering mirror, mm-hmm. modeled kind of. Yes, that might be that might be pretty cool. Looking. I mean, that would definitely be the most cost effective thing to do. Mm-hmm. But Google it, see what you think, because it's it's warm. It's it's interesting. Okay. The other idea, or an I interim, do- at least an interim lit look while you're waiting to score like some beautiful salvage sure. or something. I mean, wood know? would be yeah. my ideal choice, just planked wood like we mm-hmm. did in the living room. But that involves building mm-hmm. basically a faux floor so that you have something to right. nail the boards into. And I told Stu, the reality is I'm going to cover this. Have you ever, do you follow Neo Thiessen, Thiessen on Instagram? Yeah, like rug upon rug. It's upon just layers rug. of rug. <laughs> it's like, Rugs. here's a rug with yes. a rug on Heck top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there's yep. a rug under the chair on top of the rug, on top of the rug. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I want something warm to walk on. I want it cozy. What I love about rugs is you can move them. You can change them. If something gets horribly stained, you can just take it out and put in another one, which is more conducive to our lifestyle than carpet by mm-hmm. far. So um, whatever it is, I know I'm just going to put rug on rug on rug on rug down there. So I actually don't want to invest too much money into the floor because – Right. It's not like my kitchen where I want to put in a, you know, an amazing terracotta tile because I'm just going to cover it up. That's the reality. I want it to be cozy. I want like a really plush rug in front of the fireplace, you know, or there might be animal fur involved. Mm -hmm. Well, so I don't know. Who knows? We could have a bearskin rug in front of our fireplace. With the head. Yeah. With the head. (laughs) Of course. Do you hear my stomach growling? No, I hear I hear a rooster. I'm trying to I think it's yours. I don't think I can hear mine from where I'm I am. Not sure. I just keep hearing a rooster <laughs> either that or it's an injured child. <laughs> is it a rooster? <laughs> um so yeah, that's that has become one of my one of my moves lately is like, hey, take a step back. 
really figure yeah. it out because I'm tired of redoing things, frankly. In the book I was reading, uh, Ross's book last night was Perfect English Cottage. And she was talking about there was this homeowner who was always improving, always changing things in his house. But he was saying how you kind of have to be in it for the long haul when you're when a house is your project. Unless you're flipping houses, you know, if it's your house mm-hmm. and you're really this is your project, you got to kind of be in it for the long haul. I think his ended up taking him somewhere like 15 years to do. And he was saying it's really important that you live in your space while you're doing it because it does change the projection of what you think that you want. And so he was like, don't be surprised when a project like we've talked about all the time, these aren't like Home Depot one and done. This isn't fixer upper. You don't start it on Friday and finish it on Sunday. It's just not the way that it works. And so can you imagine? For example, you guys, I ordered a new little fridge for my kitchen. It's really cool. There's a a fridge drawer and then there's a freezer drawer. Um, We don't need a huge fridge because we have our giant walk-in in the root cellar, but one to have in the kitchen for things. I ordered it and it is taking four months to get here because it was on back order. And it was like, well, I guess we'll just shelf that for a while, (laughs) you know, move on to something else and have to come back to it. But he was basically encouraging you like, look, when you live in it and when you use it, it's going to change how you do it. It's like, don't be afraid of that process being living in it when it's half done. And obviously that's not ideal. You don't want to stay there for too long, but that's also okay because it helps to steer the project ultimately. Right. Yeah. Okay. What about, um, skincare, makeup, clothing, personal okay. style? Oh, this aside from big topic, geek, chic blouses and fabulous crab prints. What's going on? <sighs> this is a loaded question. Okay. <laughs> um, well, skincare, I have given up on creams because I apparently, oh, I apparently have like the smallest pores in the universe and they're just like, they don't like to like take things in or let things out. And so every time I use a hydrating cream, if it's too thick, I just get clogged pores. It really bothers me. But there are some amazing serums that kind of do a lot of the same thing. Do you have the Caudalie Grand Cru? Yes. I've used it before. I still, it just, I just, I don't know. I've been using them on my neck. No, the serum. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, serums are my new, my new best mm-hmm. friend. And I was, oh. I do this every year, but I watched a dang YouTube video and it was all these French girls. And they're like, oh, I don't wear anything. I just wear a moisturizer and mascara. That's how they talk, obviously, because they're French. And um, you you know, they're just so beautiful. And they all just embrace their weird, quirky beauty things that they have. Like we've talked about this before, like got a weird shaped nose or thin lips or, you know, you they're just like, this mm-hmm. is it. This is what I look like. And yeah. you just are so confident and clean. It just, it's so funny. When I was younger, I wanted a nose job so bad. Really? Oh my gosh. I wanted one so bad. Um, I couldn't Mm -hmm. afford it at all at at the time, but I just, I'm glad you didn't get one. I did not, not, I didn't want like a perfect, like I, I didn't want like a little cute button nose, but I just wanted to bring the, yeah, you know, as an artist, you know, all the proportions And so once you're cognizant of the proportions of the face, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> but proportions, um, but yeah, I wanted who? just to like God yeah, right. made your well, exactly. So, you know, it's just it makes me laugh. Like now I'm like, yeah, well, that'd be OK. That maybe that'd be pretty, mm-hmm. but whatever. But yeah, I always wanted like the Roman nose kind of ground down a little bit and just the, no, don't do that. Here's I think it was probably um, uh, just Growing yeah. up, uh, stepping you know, into it, uh, Marilyn Monroe. I love well, but no, but like my influences oh, sure. was like aesthetically was Marilyn Monroe. That's who I was obsessed with, and so she had her nose done, and I could see the before and after. And I just thought it, I thought her nose was her nose was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was not real, but it was beautiful. But yeah, now I'm like no, mm-hmm. um, and 
that's ironic that you mentioned French women because I was at a party once when we had lived in the city and we had a lot of French friends. There's no French people here. There's no, I take that back. There's one. <laughs> um, but there was a gal there. I'll never forget. She had on a blazer. <laughs> you know how I feel about blazers. She had on a navy blue mm-hmm. blazer and just what I call like European hair, which I, I'm always like trying to tell my hairdresser, especially back when more like stylized hair was important. I'm like, no, I just want it to be like yeah. hair. Yeah. I don't want it like where I have to do it every day. But she just had brown kind of no- nondescript, nice yeah. haircut, of course, um, and a huge nose. Uh-huh. Just huge. And she... Well, I'm like, what's she going to do? Like walk around apologizing for her nose? But I was very young. I was probably 21. Or, and I just was like, wow, look at how she's like a woman. She's just owning who she yeah. is. She looks fabulous. Yeah. It was, I know it sounds silly. Okay. I was very young, but it made a huge, I'll never forget it. I can see her right mm-hmm. now like it was yesterday. And that is kind of where, I mean, I it had enough of an impact on me where I was like, yeah, I'm just yep. going to. Shake what my mom yeah. gave me. Well, I actually, nice job. You know, I love that you brought that up because and I do feel like over this last year that has become sort of a signature move of mine. Of just like, I have this color hair. This is my color of hair, and mm-hmm. very confidently being like, this is this is great, you know. And it has encouraged me to even like, I don't do my eyelashes anymore. And my makeup routine is literally like three and a half minutes. Hey, don't Mm -hmm. come here. Love you. Um, It's really, really gentle and just simplistic. I have a small chest Mm -hmm. and there was a time in my life where I for sure would have got a boob job if I had the money. Mm -hmm. No question. Right. (laughs) And Go out of here. Owen can cut you a piece of banana bread. Go. Don't come in here again. Um, But now it's like you you do. You learn to work with what you have. So there are certain cuts of shirts and such that like I just know this will look good on you. This will be flattering. This will draw attention to your incredibly small chest. Mm -hmm. So don't don't do that. You know, you find ways to work with it. And that not only Mm -hmm. can be a great signature move, but it like it saves time, it saves money, and it really ultimately does kind of build your confidence and just being like, here I am. Like, mm-hmm. that's easy. I, I remember when COVID hit and I couldn't color my hair. And I remember- I remember that. I remember those headbands you were rocking. I was so <laughs> self-conscious because it looked mm. horrible. And mm. it was a real turning point for me being like, look, if you if you can't sustain who you are for five weeks, like, yeah, <laughs> if your confidence is yeah. hinged on that, then it might be time to reassess. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know what this has to do with our topic, but, you know, on the flip side of that, too, like, I have friends that have had their nose yeah. done and friends that have had their breasts done. And, like, I'm more, like, love it. <laughs> I had... Love it. One my one girlfriend had her breasts done. They look amazing. <laughs> they look amazing. They look supernatural. She so much so that I said to her, "Um, hey, aren't what what's with the boob job? Are you going to do that?" Mm-hmm. And she's like, "I did. Like I hadn't seen her in like mm-hmm. two months, and she had mm-hmm. done it." Um, another friend uh, had a very substantial nose, um, mm-hmm. hooked, and a really weak chin. And so, again, again, sort of like with the research, you know, she must have done a ton of research and worked with someone very skilled because it was so subtle mm-hmm. that you you could tell. But what the surgeon did was just soften her overall look. She was still yeah. her to the core. It wasn't like where she just looked so different. Yeah. That it bordered on ridiculous. It was so well done. And we were all really happy for her. She looked fantastic. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, so it's just so funny that there's, I don't, I wouldn't want anyone to say like that or to think that I was anti mm-hmm. that. Cause if that is what you need to do, but I do think there's, there is a personal reckoning that always happens with us, whether it's with how tall we are yeah. or the width of our hips or whatever, we all, no matter what we have done or what we choose to do or what, 
what creams or, you know, we all have to kind of come to grips with what we look like and yeah. And just go, okay, what, what about yeah. it? And I think, you know, yeah, I, I can't really speak to that. I have differing opinions because the reality is it's only just the cultural norm of what we know. I mean, that influences everything, right? Like, how could you mm-hmm. say like, Hey, don't get your nose done, but there's nothing wrong with you contouring it every day to make it look different. You know, I'm, I'm being, I'm playing the devil's advocate here. I'm not saying there's one wrong either way. I'm just saying, oh, okay. we, we draw these lines, right? We, yeah, we yeah. will say, or somebody will say, Hey, you shouldn't go and get your nose done, but it's fine if you wear mascara to make your eyes look bigger. Yeah. See, I think, or, or you pencil just- in your eyebrows. You know, it's like we we mm-hmm. do all these things anyway. And where's that line? I don't Oops. know. I can't speak to that. I'm not. There's speaking of how, how do we feel about microdermabrasion? Have you looked into and uh, microdermabrasion? Microblading. Uh, microblading. You microblading. know, I'm embracing the uh, <laughs> all natural eyebrows a little bit more, and so I don't actually do. I don't know. I don't really do that much. I mean, I just pluck like the real stragglers. So I, I've never done it. I don't Are you know. uh, using the pomade or anything anymore or no? Pomade. Like, you know, the little brow color. Oh, uh, brow I color, just yes. use a little bit of an eyeshadow, eyeshadow from my Tarte palette and I just fill in this part. But mm. the rest is just this kind of just goes like this. And it's just but that's taken years of waxing to get this shape. Years and years and years of waxing for them to grow inappropriately. I actually have, used to have a pretty intense unibrow, believe it or not. Yeah. Really? Was not going to embrace that one. I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yesterday getting ready for church happened again. Like, could we just add up the hours I spend on hair removal? Apparently that is a signature move of mine is constant freaking hair removal. I get my full face. So my makeup routine, like you said, it takes like three minutes. I'm like foundation, concealer. I do fill in my mm-hmm. eyebrows, mascara, blush, lipstick, done. Yeah. Like, um, I get all done and I lean forward in my mirror, full on catfish, mm-hmm. yet again, <laughs> Easter morning, just full black hair, catfish. That's great. So I had to go wax <laughs> my upper lip, redo this portion of my face. So there are some things, yeah, I'm like a... I will go down I kicking know. and screaming. And you're just like, thank God I live in a time with mirrors and tweezers and fingernail clippers oh, I, and I, razors. Were that I was alive in the 1600s, I would have not been an attractive woman. I mean, I'd be like the bearded lady at the traveling freak show carnival, I swear. <laughs> be so bad. <laughs> There she is with her nose and all her yeah, chin hair. I know, I know the women. I think we know them when we see them where they just have this glow and you're like, oh, you're the one who's was, you know, painted. And you're the one who the men lusted after. And the rest were, you know, we right. were. Everybody else just looks like anemic. <laughs> a little hairy, so a little pale. <laughs> I, it would have just been really bad. Yeah. Just. Lots of thick hair everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <Whew>. Oh, <laughs> that's kind of sad. <laughs> um, I have another signature move. Okay. I've been thinking about. Um, well, okay. I know I think we talked about this one, but it kind of ties into my other one. Um, getting up early. Okay. I, I know. I'm beating the same drum, but I'm getting up earlier. No, you have to do it. I'm. So I'm getting up at 4.30 now. And if you're like, what? That means you have to go to bed at like 9. Yes, it does. I try to actually close my eyes at 9 o'clock so that I get seven and a half Mm -hmm. hours of sleep, which is sufficient. I sleep in on Saturdays and Sundays. So it's just for the weekday that I get up this early. But what this has enabled me to do is be ready by 5, like close, hair, the full shebang. And then I work for two hours on my computer. I work from 5 to 7. And sometimes the kids will wake up at, you know, like 630 and they just kind of sit with me while I finish up my emails or a blog post or Mm -hmm. editing a YouTube video or whatever it is. And then I sort of set them away with breakfast. They're pretty competent now in that department, so they can just kind of do what they need to do. And I go out and garden for two hours. And so my whole morning from 
4.30 to 9 is set. But I get those two hours out in the garden when the sun is coming up and it's mm-hmm. truly remarkable. And I listen to a really good R.C. Sproul or Sinclair Ferguson sermon on my earbuds mm-hmm. and I just garden for two hours. And then I come in to sort of go about the rest of the day schooling or dishes or whatever it is. And I've already got all this accomplished that makes me not feel like I'm panicking the rest of the day. Like, oh, I have to get to that email or I really have to make Mm -hmm. sure I submit this, you know, whatever it is, or I really need to go water my seedlings in the greenhouse. Just those things that irk at you all day. And that has been so helpful and it's hard. Yes. What time were you before? 5.30. Like before the 4.30, 5.30. Okay. So I've given myself an extra hour so that – because I used to kind of do my office work from 6 to 8. Now I do it from 5 to 7 so that I can go out from okay. 7 to 9. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's – that's that hour – that extra hour is – It's a, a big deal. Big difference. It's a big deal. Yeah. And it's to the point that it hurts me so much physically to get up at 4.30. But what hurts me more – is sleeping in and it being, you know, 745 and you're like, oh my gosh, what, what do I, like, how do I even start now? (laughs) I'm already. Yeah. No, it's, it's like this, whatever season it was, it's choose your heart. And then this season, it doesn't just Mm -hmm. happen. Like, yeah, the, that's when I choose to do most of my office work is early in the morning because I don't want the kids to, I'm fresh. Nobody's interrupting mid thought, you know? When we had Brian on and he was talking about the multitasking yeah. and how when you're interrupted, you literally, your brain has to, you mm-hmm. and I have talked about this even, like your brain start has to over. start over and bless mm-hmm. their hearts. It's their right to talk mm-hmm. to me. They don't care that I'm typing an email, but I love to get it. It feels so guilt-free to just do my office mm-hmm. work without them needing mm-hmm. me, without them walking in and out mm-hmm. or whatever. And for the average homemaker, early. that can just be like paying bills. Or, you know, yeah. if you don't have work at home to do, it could just be sorting out your menu for the day or mm-hmm. doing laundry, like any of those kind of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, are, do you use an alarm clock an or alarm do you just clock. wake up? Tell yourself when to wake Okay. Yep. My stupid phone. I hate it. But the only thing I hate more is not doing it. <laughs> Can you tell your body when to wake yeah, up? Yeah, I can usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always wake up like five uh, this minutes morning, before it goes off. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> dang it. Yeah. Uh, this morning, the bird song we, was so mm-hmm. loud. I had window. I sleep with the windows open and with a heater blanket yeah. on <laughs> so I don't freeze to death. But the bird song was mm-hmm. so loud this morning. It was fabulous. Yeah. I got up and walked and um, now that the weather's broken, I'm going to have to figure out how to do what I've been doing early in the morning and squeeze in the yeah. lock. So that will be interesting. Um, I have a really dumb question. There okay. are no such things. People are going to... No, this is okay. a dumb one. People are going to roll their eyes. Um, do you have... Because you're in a desert. Do you have dew in the morning? Uh, no, we don't. Okay. Okay. No dew. Because if I go out to garden in the morning, I come in soaked. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, no do here. Interesting. Dry, 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 dry. Wow. And I've always, this is such a perspective wow. thing because I've always been like lamenting, mm-hmm. you know, looking at Monty's gardens and there's no irrigation lines. There's no sprinklers. It's just like, oh, just rain from heaven on all my plants. And, you know, obviously we don't it's, have like slugs. Yeah. So there's that benefit. But my friend okay. Grace said to yeah. me, I think I've shared this before, but she was just like, Shay, this is such a gift because we get to choose what grows and what dies. And I'd never thought about that. But for example, if I don't water my pathways mm. or my weedy patches, they don't grow. Okay. <laughs> they don't grow. And so she's, it does, I mean, it's tricky with irrigation, but I just was like, you know what? It is such perspective. Like Charles is constantly mm-hmm. fighting slugs. I ne- have thought about slugs 0% of my life. I never think about it. Mm. Same with like, you know, things having wet feet, wet, cold feet. And I'm like, how about hot, dry feet? Because that's what we're dealing with. So it's just different, mm. you know, it's, yeah, mm-hmm. trade, but. Well, yeah, when it's funny, like when you say, like, we don't 
use the word irrigation yeah, here? That doesn't make sense to me. That sounds so like technological. It is. It's so hard. I'm like, I'm like irrigation. Turn the sprinkler on on a hot day if it's really bad. You know. Yeah. No, we have to irrigate everything Mm. here. So that's just part of it. But Mm. you know, there's a lot of upsides. I did. I thought of that last week. I'm like, I wonder if she has a do. Yeah. Now I know. No, no do. Um, so the morning routine that we were just talking about that kind of ties in or the, uh-huh. the emails or the office work or the gardening, it uh-huh. really has tied into something that I have fully embraced these last few weeks. And that is, uh, really just breaking things up and not beating yourself up. Whether this, I mean, this could be skincare. It could be your clothing choices. It could be a home project. It could be your gardens. Mm-hmm. It could be homeschooling, like any number of things, but I just, sometimes they just feel so overwhelming because it is an elephant. And I just keep telling myself, you eat it one bite at a time. Like there are easy things to do in life. And then there are much bigger and harder things to do in life. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I lived with an inbox that was truly the bane of my existence for years. And it always was a source of tension And it always caused me great emotional distress because I felt like I was doing a really poor job as a business owner. And I was really doing a poor job with, you know, customers or listeners or readers who would reach out. Mm -hmm. And I was just finally like, look, you are not the victim of your inbox. So figure it out. Figure it out or close it and be done with it. But you don't need to carry this emotional baggage through your life. Mm -hmm. And so that's that is actually when I started getting up early. And I was like, you're going to sit down every morning and you're going to get your inbox to zero. That's it. Monday through Friday, you're going to sit and you're going to get it to zero. And so I've been able for like, I think three or four months now, which I know doesn't sound like a lot, but if you've ever been an entrepreneur who's built a business online, it's a long time. And every day I sit down with my first cup of coffee. And that's the first thing I do after I get ready is I go through the, this morning it was 95 emails that I'd gotten since Friday, 95 emails. And I just, okay, delete. Okay. Send this to my assistant. Okay. Categorize this like this. Okay. Respond to this one. And, and I realized it's, and now it's just, it's almost a source of joy because you do get that. And you get that high. I did something. I accomplished something. It takes me Mm -hmm. 20 minutes, not a big thing. Um, and so I just keep telling myself like eat things a bite at a time. Um, if it's the garden, go out there for two hours. And if it's a big project out there, just do a little bit this morning and then a little bit the next morning and a little bit the next morning and stop Mm -hmm. beating yourself up. But I I read this really great quote that was basic. I'm going to totally butcher it, but it was basically like you procrastination is choosing. When you procrastinate, you're basically choosing what you, sorry, let me get this. When you procrastinate, ultimately you're choosing what you want to do now versus what you ultimately want. So ultimately, for example, I want my gardens to be beautiful, but right now I want to sit and drink a beer and watch Netflix. Like that's what I want to mm-hmm. do right now. I don't want a garden right now. This is hypothetical, of course, because I always want a garden, but you get what I'm saying. Like I'm going to yeah, procrastinate yeah. on cleaning up my inbox because what I want to do right now is scroll Instagram. And you kind of have to be honest with yourself about that and say, is what I'm choosing right now supporting what I'm ultimately striving for? Or is it just, do you, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. You know what I've, so this is, so kind of along the lines of you getting up early. And I don't know if this is what our listener had in mind when she wanted a signature. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Um, I mean, I have tons more to say on clothing and let's talk about that on Thursday. Cause I, cause I love that topic, but, um, Something that has become a signature move for me over the winter is a is a lack of procrastination. Mm. And I, I don't mean that in a horn tooting way at all. I know I came to you last <laughs> month on the show and said, hey, Kel Surprise, when you clean your house, it's actually clean. You know, and and I fancy myself to keep a tidy house, but I I and I I did I've I've said all this before where I I have just been waiting for the fairies to mm-hmm. do things. I swear. And and once I just stopped going around in circles yeah. like an idiot and I just put my hand to something, I'm pretty damn effective. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. I 
Yeah, it's true. And it's been life changing. I don't know what's been going on the last few months. I just, you know, you get to a point in life where you're ready to close the door, whether it's I'm not, I don't desire a nose Mm -hmm. job or, hey, you know what? Doing the freaking laundry actually isn't that bad. Yeah. You just put it in the machine and you turn the machine on. Welcome to adulthood. Welcome to 21st century America. And God bless it. That is amazing. It's really, um, (laughs) it's really been interesting for me that I've just, I've throughout my day, I just, I've been trying to take the little things that I don't want to do and just go ahead and do them anyways. And then once I'm in the middle of it, it's like hanging out with family that you really don't want to hang out with. Once you're there, it's not that bad. (laughs) (laughs) Like once you do it, it's really not that bad. Especially if you break it up too. Break it Mm -hmm. up. Yeah. Like not and and when you kind of get a little ground under your feet and you've been checking your emails Mm -hmm. or you you know, I I'm not one to like let laundry pile up, but I don't like to do it. But once you get a little momentum, yeah, then then it's not it's not such a mountain. There isn't an elephant. The elephant is no longer true. It's true. Um and it's um it's a you know if you give yourself the chance to develop the habit and it doesn't have to be so big i think we look at things in our life whether it it like like this is so insurmountable so there's the elephant we make it bigger yeah. than it is actually if often if you just put your head down and just read through the emails like just do it just like turn on the washing machine wipe off the counter quit bitching about your children's stuff on the stairs and just maybe take it up yourself today <laughs> So you don't have yeah. to look at it anymore well, and and then use find another training opportunity for them or something. I just so much we we make bigger in our minds than it really is. And personally, as a woman and as a homemaker, I feel like I'm I've gotten momentum mm-hmm. in that area over the last few months. Mm-hmm. So, yay. <laughs> I think you said it. I think Signature you said move. it well when when you actually just do a little bit and you get in the habit and you you form a good habit of it, the elephant's gone. Mm-hmm. Suddenly. It's just gone. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like laundry. If you just say, I, I mean, my list is you're going to do two loads a day all the way through and you're going to iron for 30 minutes. That's my laundry routine. Two full loads every day and ironing for 30 minutes. And if I do that if with our family, there's no elephant. It's about 45 mm-hmm. minutes commitment every day for us to have clean linens yeah, and, and clothes and sheets like that's a pretty good trait mm-hmm. and so maybe you know we've got listeners in like for sure don't do any comparing listening to a show like this but maybe you know when we were both had young children that might not have been so easy so maybe the accomplishment yeah. or younger maybe the accomplishment then would have been okay there's two dirty baskets on the floor. One's dark, one's white. And every night before I go to bed, I turn, I put a load in the washing machine. Like that's my major accomplishment mm-hmm. for the day. You know, like the mm-hmm. it doesn't have to mm-hmm. be epic. It can just be well, small that's, signature that's the moves. Bugger about these is that habits are like the least epic thing ever, ever. Yeah, and I love that because mm-hmm. it reminds me. I mean, just of. God's ordinary means that he uses to do whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, nah, you're, it's all average. It's all ordinary, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> and, and that's, yeah. that is the beautiful thing. And it's not like scoring the great job. So finally you can have somebody come in and do your laundry for you because now you have all the money. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not it. It's just kind of forming these good habits over time and submitting to the daily routine and submitting to the, the discipline, the self-discipline of it. Well, what you're like, what you just described is again just this mindset where I think it's really easy for us to think like the Calvary is coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it ain't coming. <laughs> what if you or hubby never scores the big job and life is just pleasant mediocrity yep. and you have to do your own laundry yep. forever? Pleasant mediocrity. Then That's so you good. Ne- you yep. know? I don't think that's so bad. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds pretty nice, actually. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so sorry to the listener who suggested that topic because I don't think that was quite as pinpointed as we were. But it also... I do have this really great new bra, though, <laughs> that everybody should try. I'll put it in the show notes. There's my signature move. 
gosh, You're I need welcome. a new bra so bad. <laughs> so I can pretend like I need to wear one. <laughs> oh, I just put the pads in every morning. I'm like, can I put double pads in this thing? <laughs> That's what like, I need. Hello. Would that be so bad? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, do join us over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. We would love to see you over there. And uh, you will actually see us over there. It's a video form of podcasts. And of course, show some love to the sponsors of Homemaker Chic Podcast to keep it on the air. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash Homemaker Chic, jovialfoods.com, and oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. You can get some wine, get a good magazine to read, stock your pantry with some good munchies so you can have some crackers to nibble on while you drink your wine, while you read your magazine. After your laundry's done. done. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for joining us on this Monday morning, listeners, and we will see you guys on Thursday. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.